Grace, mercy, and peace to you, beloved, from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text is the appointed epistle lesson for today, and you see the title. It's entitled, This In-Between Time. This In-Between Time. Now, friends, we have just celebrated some marvelous events, some important events of salvation history. True, looking back to last Sunday, that did not concern an event of salvation history, but rather a truth, a truth about the God in whom we believe. The God in whom we believe is triune, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three persons in one God. But two Sundays back, we did celebrate an important event, a a wonderful event of salvation history, the outpouring of God the Holy Spirit upon God's people long ago to empower them to be God's witnesses, the witnesses of Christ's death and resurrection. Ten days before that was the ascension of our Lord, where our Lord bodily ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of God the Father Almighty to prepare a place for us, for believers in heaven. And then 40 days before that, of course, is the greatest event of the church year, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, appearing visibly, standing before his disciples, touch me and see, convincing them, convincing us of his victory over death in the grave, which is our victory as well. And of course, before Easter, there were other important events in salvation history, The year begins with Christmas and the birth of our dear Savior. It follows with Epiphany, the visit of the Magi to see and worship the baby Jesus. Of course, there's the baptism of our Lord, the transfiguration of our Lord, the Lord's triumphant entry into Jerusalem, and then His suffering and death on Calvary's cross, Good Friday. But the greatest event, the greatest event again is our Lord's victory over death and the grave. We are going to see Him alive, reigning, ruling, sitting at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And because of all of this that we have heard up to this point in this church year, because we believe all of this, we speak we speak. That's what the Apostle Paul wrote in today's epistle lesson from 2 Corinthians. Pull it out. Pull out the bulletin and follow along with what is written there. We also believe, and so we also speak. And skip down to verse 14. It talks about the resurrection knowing that He who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into His presence. And so because Jesus was raised, we will also be raised. Because Jesus ascended, we are also going to ascend. Because of Jesus and all that He has done for us, we have more than just this brief time here on earth. We get to live with God throughout eternity. Throughout eternity, we get to live with God. Still, that doesn't change what I call this in-between time. This in-between time. 
This in-between time is the time in between us hearing about Jesus and believing in Jesus and then that time when we finally get to enjoy what Jesus won for us by his death and resurrection. Now we live in this in-between time. And at times, this in-between time can be pretty yucky. Pretty yucky. Yes, there are good things in this world, but it could be pretty yucky. When the Apostle Paul penned this letter, we call it 2 Corinthians, he had been at this Apostle thing for some time. And during this time of being an Apostle, Paul experienced a lot of yucky stuff. A lot of difficult and painful stuff. It comes up a number of times in this letter and in his other letters, but just a little bit after our text in the 11th chapter of 2 Corinthians, you could read that for yourself. There the Apostle Paul wrote five times, five times, I received at the hands of the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Now at times people died from being whipped like that. Five times the Apostle Paul was beaten with 40 lashes minus one. He went on and he said, three times I was beaten with rods. That's how the Romans typically beat criminals with rods. Once I was stoned. Usually people are dead after they're stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea. And Paul went on writing about the danger that he faced as an apostle going into other areas of the Mediterranean world to preach the good news. Paul went through a lot in his in-between time. Between him believing in Jesus and when he finally, finally enjoyed the glory of heaven, seeing Jesus face to face. Now we too go through a lot in our in-between time, though I don't think any of us would say that we have gone through more than the Apostle Paul. Still, we go through a lot because what we are doing now, Satan and the world and our own sinful nature do not want to happen. They don't want us to hear the good news about Jesus. They don't want us to believe the good news about Jesus. They don't want us to live in that confidence and the certainty of what happens after this in-between time is over. The resurrection of the body, we say in the Apostles' Creed, the resurrection of the body and the life of the world to come. And so they are going to throw roadblocks, roadblocks, in us living in this certainty. Now, I hope you read the bulletin when you get home, or maybe you've already read it. Satan does not want us to think that he's real. And so Satan and this world and our sinful nature are going to attack us in what appears to be small ways, subtle ways, so that we won't notice that it is an attack. And so take, for example... A family, a Christian family, sitting together around the dinner table, eating together and talking about the joys and difficulties of the day. That the devil does not want. This world doesn't want. Our sinful nature doesn't want. 
Because that is a time for a mom and dad to talk about how Jesus, how faith in Jesus, the certainties of Scripture, the certainties of the resurrection, make a difference in our lives. That's a time for a mom and dad to open up the Scriptures, to have a devotion with their kids, to talk about faith, to pray with their kids and to pray for their kids. Of course, eating alone, each family member off in his or her own corner doing whatever, that likely is not going to happen in the home. Yes, it's true, we gather here trusting that we are saved by faith in Jesus. Jesus dying and rising again for us and our salvation. We aren't saved by our works, the works of Christian parents, the works of Christians. We are saved by Jesus, but by faith in Jesus, we are also called to follow Jesus. And by faith, we do those things that Jesus sets before us as good, right, and proper for our lives here on earth. Even when these things might seem small and inconsequential, even when they may cause us pain and difficulty, we do this because we know what's ahead. The resurrection of the body and the life of the world to come. Now about those things that are difficult and painful for us as Christians, Dr. Martin Luther once wrote, As silver is purified in the fire, so the saints must suffer in the meantime. I call this the in-between time. Saints must also suffer in the meantime, and by this perceive the truth so much more clearly perceive the truth so much more clearly. And so Paul, fully aware of what he had gone through in the past as an apostle for the Lord, as a believer in Jesus Christ, knowing that difficulties and pain were ahead for him, he wrote in verse 16, look at verse 16, we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. If you think about it, for Paul and even for us, what we go through in this life is good in this sense. It helps us perceive the truth all the more clearly. To perceive, as it says in verse 16, this outward nature is wasting away. Of course, what Paul wrote there in verse 16, this outward nature is wasting away. It's true for all people, whether they are Christians or not. Difficulties and pain and troubles are not uniquely Christian. It doesn't matter whether you believe in Jesus or not. This outward nature, this body is going to waste away. Now, it's true, youngsters don't yet recognize this, whether they are Christians or not. Recognizing this takes time, and it takes age. For some, this awareness may come earlier in life because of some physical trouble. For others, it's going to come later in life, but right around the age 40. Right around the age 40, most people begin to notice the effects of time and age on this body. 
That's when most people begin to notice that the things that were once easy for them when they were younger and the things that used to work really well when they're younger, like sight and hearing, like walking and other physical exertions, is getting harder and harder and getting worse and worse. Now, unbelievers seeing this, they'll say something like, well, it's only natural. It's only natural. But we Christians know the truth. Yes, it is natural now. Now. But it wasn't natural at first. That's not the way God created Adam and Eve. Now this outward wasting away is because of Adam's fall into sin. Now this outward wasting away of the body is because I have inherited, you have inherited this fallen nature all the way back from our parents, back to Adam and Eve. Now and for as long as we are in this world, our outward nature will waste away. And thank the Lord for this wasting away. Because by this wasting away, we see it how important we have a great need. Everyone around us has a great need. And that's for Jesus. That's for His resurrection. The resurrection that He has promised us. He's won by His own dying and rising again. Unbelievers. I have no clue. I used to be an unbeliever. I, I have no clue how an unbeliever faces this wasting away of the body and that certainty, that evidence of the certainty of death one day coming to them without Jesus. Being an unbeliever, I was young at that time, I just put it from my mind. I put it from my mind. I thought happy thoughts, good thoughts, pleasant thoughts. But imagine a person, an unbeliever, facing death in that certainty without that sure and certain hope that we have in Jesus and the resurrection. Of course, now, dear Christian, this is a time for us to witness to them, to talk to them, to speak to them about the hope that we have in Jesus so that maybe they listen, maybe they hear and believe as we hear and believe. Otherwise, they're going to face the certainty of death like most people approach the lottery, thinking that maybe, maybe if they're lucky, something good will happen after death. But we, for as Christians, we have that sure and certain hope in Jesus. And at a certain age, we not only recognize this outward wasting away of the body, we could face it without fear. We could face it without fear. Look at verse 16 again. Paul continued, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. Our inner nature is being renewed day by day. That inner nature is that new creation that Paul would write about a little bit after our text. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, Paul wrote, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. A new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. This inner nature, this new creation, is the work of God, the Holy Spirit, in us. He used holy baptism. He used the message about Jesus, His dying and rising again for us to give us this new, new creation, this inner, inner nature. 
And of course, God the Holy Spirit continues to keep that nature alive, renews that nature as we look back and remember we're baptized children of God. As we hear that message about Jesus again and again, as we hear the absolution, the forgiveness of sin spoken by the pastor, and as we receive Holy Communion, the Holy Spirit renews us so that these afflictions, we realize these afflictions, as the Apostle Paul writes there in verse 17, are slight and momentary. Slight and momentary. Verse 17. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. I find it kind of interesting that with all the difficulties and troubles that Paul went through, he wrote here in verse 17, affliction singular. Affliction singular. Check it out. And indicating that no matter what we go through in this life, it's like one long affliction until that day we leave earth. Still, he assures us it's slight and it's momentary. Slight and momentary. Something that's slight is of light weight. Think of a feather. Light weight. Inconsequential. And that light weight is even more inconsequential because it is momentary. Momentary. And so all the affliction that we go through in life is slight and momentary. True. Long of long this affliction this long affliction in life what Paul went through what we go through it's it is real it's difficult it, difficult it's painful and at times it does seem weighty a crushing weight on us and at times it seems like it goes on and on forever but remember one day it's going to be gone one day it is going to be no more that weight is going to be lifted from us in the resurrection of the body and the life of the world to come. Paul wrote in verse 17, This affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. This affliction that we go through in this in-between time is good in that it reminds us and points us to that which is eternal. Look at verse 18. In verse 18, Paul advised Christians, or perhaps Paul was just simply describing Christians when he wrote, We look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient. That means temporary. But the things that are unseen are eternal. In other words, we Christians keep our eyes on the goal. We keep our eyes on the finish line. We keep our eyes on the day when this in-between time will be over and we will finally enjoy the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. That's what a long-distance runner, that's a discipline a long-distance runner needs that the long-distance runner just keeps on going and going and going when fatigue and pain set in. That's what students in school, the discipline a student in school needs. Thinking of graduation day, with each assignment they completed, studying for tests, you just keep on going and going. 
And you Christian parents, that's what you need to keep in mind if you want to raise your kids in the Christian faith. Not just bringing them to church, but at home. Mom and dad talking about the Christian faith, reading scripture, talking about how important Jesus is to you personally, and praying with your kids. Dear Christian, keep the goal in mind. The resurrection of the body and the life of the world to come. Chapter 5, verse 1. For we know that if the tent, which is our earthly home, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. And so that's why we keep on hearing and believing. We keep on speaking and living as God's children here on earth because we know what comes after this in-between time is over. That's why we dare as Christians to share our faith with others. Everyone needs what we have in Jesus. This is why we worship together and study the Scriptures in Bible class and Sunday school together. That's why we make sacrifices together and support the mission and ministry of the church together. We all know that when this body is destroyed, God is going to give us a new house, a new resurrected body in heaven. Now, after hearing all the wonderful events, the important events of salvation history, we have entered a new season in this church year. We call it the season of Pentecost, the Sundays after Pentecost. This season of Pentecost, the Sundays after Pentecost, happens to be the longest, the longest season in this church year. And as you've noticed, we're using the color green, the color green pyramids. This color green suggests growth. And so these Sundays after Pentecost, this season of Pentecost, suggests us growing in the proper response to all that God has done for us in and through His Son, Jesus, and in and through the indwelling Spirit. The long length of this season corresponds to the long length of most of us in between us hearing and believing in Jesus and when we finally get to enjoy what Jesus has won for us by His dying and rising again. So whether... This in-between time is long for us or short for us. It doesn't really matter in the end. Eternity is awaiting us. Whether we suffer as much as Paul did in this life or not, in the end it doesn't matter. Eternity is ahead for us because of Jesus dying and rising again. So let's keep our focus on the goal, on what's coming on what's ahead for us. And let's keep on doing what our Lord has given us to do in this in-between time. And what has our Lord given us to do? I could answer that with a whole bunch of stuff. But looking at our text, according to the words of our text, Paul wrote, We believe, and so we speak. We believe, and so we speak. If we believe what God's Word tells us, we're going to speak the Word of God. If we believe what God's Word says, we're going to share our faith with others. We believe and witness 
and tell others about Jesus, even if we might be called Beelzebul, the prince of demons, as Jesus was before, we will continue to share our faith. By our words and actions, we urge people to join with us in believing in Jesus, living with us in this in-between time, knowing that one day, one day, we are going to enjoy the resurrection of the body and the life of the world to come. In Jesus' name, amen.